Hour meeting last night. Oh. I uh, want to give people a, a little bit of a sample of what it sounds like for me in the mornings whenever I am listening to such meetings. Because I uh, I listen to it on double speed, <laughs> right? Oh, Mc, McMenamin and double speed sounds wonderful. Yeah. So let's. Uh, this is this is you know I, I listen to it while I'm getting ready in the mornings. I wake right. up, I download it, I and then. Um, Inject some coffee while I'm getting ready for for work and. Having the point time five thirty ride. Like to call the February or Tuesday, February twenty sixth, two thousand nineteen. The whole meeting to work. I understand we have a scout in the audience. David, let me come up and uh, lead us in the pledge of allegiance, please. So as you can tell, right. that's, that's you listen to the chipmunk version. Yes, pretty much. Yeah. So that's my mornings, right. Wednesdays, right? I listen to it uh, pretty much double speed. So you hear all the, the juicy stuff at double speed. At double and speed. Then, and then, then I come back, back and, and, yeah, and then I, then I chop it out. I'm like, pull oh, okay. Out all the big meta moments. And I remember such. that at double speed. That was a good bite. <laughs> uh, so we've got uh, just a couple of things we're going to touch on from last night's uh, committee of the whole meeting mm-hmm. where they had an inspector general report. Now, I thought that the inspector general's report was going to go into, uh, if you recall, there was a bit of a dust up from a um, candidate, a write-in candidate for yeah. award, uh, speaking during the citizens address the council portion. Right. Uh, and there were allegations that she was making a campaign speech. That was not brought up last night by the inspector general. So uh, we may hear about that again in the future. But there were other issues that the inspector general brought up last night. And this is Judge Holmes. Uh, of course, he's the first city uh, inspector general, and uh, he's been providing these various reports. So here is Judge Holmes last night in front of the alderman. I embark upon tonight's reports knowing that the Office of Inspector General is breaking new ground in dealing with election matters, and I do so not only to bring resolution to the matters before us tonight, but to set a precedent for those who will follow me in the position of inspector general. So this is going to be something when, you know, it's election season. Uh, there's going to be a lot of questions about this, that, and the other for political purposes and yes. were people abusing their office and using it for politics and so on. Uh, so on to one issue that uh, Judge Holmes was asked to investigate. received a complaint from an alderman that a member of the city administration had gone to the city clerk to review the alderman's nominating petitions. <laughs> Additionally, the alderman complained that the same administration member's spouse had passed petitions for the alderman's opponent and finally received of information that the alderman's opponent's son was recently hired by CWLP as an outside janitor. So... You got an allegation of somebody doing something on city time politically. You've got an allegation of nepotism. All right. So a couple of different things working there. Uh, what's the outcome of this after he thoroughly investigated and looked at timesheets and where this person was working and whether or not uh, it was a violation for a uh, city official's family member to circulate petitions and whatnot? 
No city officer or employee shall engage in any, any political activity while performing official duties or during work hours. It has been determined that the administration member's spouse is not a city employee, therefore there is no legal impropriety in the spouse passing nominating petition. makes sense. There you yeah. go, right? Yeah. And, and, and Holmes wanted to make sure, and I should have played this, but, you know, for the sake of time. He said, listen, I, you know, I, I want people to be clear I'm completely independent. Yeah. I don't ask anybody permission to investigate. I get this done. Yeah. I, I don't look at things politically. I don't endorse candidates. He votes. Yeah. As is everybody's right, but he does not do anything uh, with a political motivation. Uh, so on that issue, you know, the, the, the administration official's wife or spouse or whoever it was could go out and circulate petitions. There's no violation. That, yeah, that, that makes sense. They, mean, don't work, should... they don't work for the city. Yeah. They're not... And your, your spouse is a free will. Right. You can vote, you know, support who you want to support. On the, port, on the part of a uh, city official's uh, child working for the city. For the municipal election, I found no nexus between the summer employment and the alderman's opponent filing for elective office. Additionally, the allegation of opponent's son uh, having just been hired by CWLP turned out to be incorrect. He worked uh, for Oak Ridge Cemetery for a couple of different oh. uh, spats. So, and he didn't find anything wrong there either. So he especially didn't even work for the city. Especially in the nexus of uh, there being some quid pro quo, having a family member work for the city, and it being connected to the election. Judge Holmes said he just didn't see any connection there. Right. Uh, so some of this kind of gets into the weeds a bit, and uh, some of the back and forth among aldermen uh, as to you know, are we. Uh, concern that uh, some lines are being crossed when it comes to ethics and uh, questions of, uh, you know, doing things that are politically motivated instead of being motivated for the good of the city. Uh, another issue is deals with campaigns and what kind of photos are used. Uh, if you recall, a couple of weeks ago, um, mayoral candidate Frank Edwards was blasted for Using the uh, city seal on right. some stuff, yeah. and he wasn't allowed to do that. I mean, that's not that's not allowed under uh, the election code. Um, and I don't know if this is the case with this particular uh, candidate, but Judge Holmes was very um, uh, general and not specific to who is the uh, accused here or who made the allegations. Right. Uh, so another issue deals with photos of city employees and equipment showing up on campaign material. Uh, while I had productive conversation with the candidate's attorney, at no time did the candidate or her attorney answer the question about employee consent. Following discussion with the candidate's attorney, the candidate voluntarily removed the photos in question from the campaign Facebook page, and I have confirmed that the photos no longer appear. So the question was, were these city employees uh, in agreement with their images being used in campaign material? Were they on city time? Were they using city equipment and so on? Uh, so, again, some, some ethical questions there. Makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he asked the city uh, official uh, candidate's uh, attorney to, you know, respond to this, and they didn't respond to anything about the consent from employees. But after the conversation, the uh, material quickly was taken off of social media. What Judge Holmes recommends here? Uh, one, that the City Human Resources Department send an email to all employees with the full text of Section 3607, which provides for prohibited and allowed campaign activities by city employees, 
to remind them during this election cycle. And number two, I further recommend that all candidates for municipal office review their social media campaign sites to be sure that they do not contain any depiction of city employees taken during work hours with or in city-owned property or while performing official duties at any time. Got that? So you can't do politics when you're digging ditches. Right. You can't do politics when you're fighting fires. Okay. You can't do politics when you're a police officer. All right. And that includes taking pictures for candidates, flyers, mm-hmm. and other materials. Uh, so he's just essentially saying that needs to be made clear, especially yeah. running up to an election. Uh, another issue that we'll get to after the break, but first, a primer. Not to disclose the name of any complainant and not to disclose the name of any respondent unless respondent is uh, referred for prosecution due to the fact that the subject matter of this investigation has already been fully presented in the local media and because the circumstances which gave rise to the matter in question occurred during open meetings of this council, I will deviate from that standard for this report only. So the next issue he tackles is something that was debated pretty publicly, and he doesn't refrain from using particular individuals' names that are Ooh. involved in this. So we'll get to that coming back, and we'll oh, do a little bit of— uh, Sounds like it's finally getting good. We'll, <laughs> we'll do a little bit of uh, uh, back, to the, <laughs> back to the Future flashback of uh, the February 13th special city council meeting that we did not cover, right? Uh-huh, we didn't, true. We didn't we were catch our, that. Yeah. Um, but there was uh, an issue there, so I grabbed a, a couple of bites from that. Uh, so we'll revisit that as well. Stay tuned. It's coming up here with the Council Roundup. Good addition to the Council Roundup. You guys stick around. We'll be right back with more in just a moment. One Springfield's Talk 94.7 FM and 970 AM WMAY. Uh-oh, let's get back to it. The Council Roundup. Excuse me, Mayor. What are we voting on? So... Judge Holmes, yeah, Inspector General. I want Judge Holmes to come Inspector General me. <laughs> Somebody's got to file a complaint. Yes. Um, so essentially what we have here is uh, a, an Inspector General looking into accusations made by uh, various uh, city officials against other city officials. Yeah. <laughs> As we run up to the election, right? Uh, so he, he he brings up an issue that was that was essentially publicly debated yeah. uh, back in February 13th, so just a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did not cover that special city council meeting, and I'm, I'm, I'm actually sad that I didn't. Well, it was on a weird night. It was on a weird night, yeah. and it was, it was also, you know, an hour and a half committee of the whole meeting, so I just didn't listen to the 20-some-odd-minute special city council meeting. I did go back and just pick out a couple of bites here. Uh, from that meeting that seems to be kind of the genesis of this next issue that uh, the inspector general highlights. So let's hear Judge Holmes. Um, he'll uh, he'll react to some of this. So this is back to the uh, February 13th special city council meeting. He'll hear Alderman Tylen, Alderman McMiniman, Alderwoman DeCenso. Yes. This is just to place it on the agenda? Correct. Let's see. Let's that place it on the agenda oh, I've still got the, the floor. Meeting. I've still got the floor because uh, I was interrupted with what I believe is a false statement because I talk with... Call him right now. Step out and call him. He's at an event right now. I talked to him twice today. Well, I talked with him and he asked me to text the mayor with his comments, which I did, and, um, and I, he was part of a group text 
So uh, he's informed with he asked me to say what I informed the mayor of. So and another bite here just to kind of show the consternation between all parties involved in the debate. I was not at that meeting because I was not invited to that meeting, nor was Alderman McMenamin. That's a so false he made statement. an end run around not only with them, but with you, Mayor, and with you, Mr. Zirkle, to avoid this mm -hmm. and to stop development. Now, this is insane. This is completely ludicrous. This is, we're not piecemealing anything. So that had to deal with uh, the transferring of state property to the city for development issues and, and so on. This deals with MacArthur Boulevard, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so the question was, well, you know, was McMiniman invited to a MacArthur Boulevard Association meeting to discuss this? And does he speak for the MBA and so on? So that, that, that caused a little bit of uh, back and forth between McMiniman and DeCenso. Right. Uh, so apparently somebody requested that uh, uh, the follow-up actions McMiniman did, which the next morning he sent an email, all right? So it wasn't the debate. It was the email that McMiniman sent to the council coordinator. Uh, here's Judge Holmes talking a little bit about um, uh, that email, what was in it, and why people were uh, concerned about the contents of the email. McMiniman sent an email to city council coordinator Tim Griffin with the subject, quote, false statements last night at city council special meeting, great jurisdictional transfer of South MacArthur, close quote. Uh, the text of the email uh, briefly is, Tim, here below is an email reminder I received from Jess Weitzel, secretary of MBA, reminding me of the February 1st meeting and that the topic is jurisdictional transfer. Last night, Ward 6 Alderperson Desenzo, uh, said that I barged into an MBA meeting uninvited and discussed a topic that was not on the agenda. Those statements were false and untrue. Michael Higgins was also mentioned last night. Below is a letter of endorsement he gave me at the MacArthur Boulevard General Membership meeting this morning. Please distribute this email with attachments to the city council. So that right there is what is ultimately uh, causing some people to uh, be a little upset and to ask for an inspector general investigation here, right? Mm -hmm. Did McMiniman cross the line attaching a political endorsement to be sent to other aldermen? Uh, yeah, I would, I would say that that's, I'm just, you know, off the top of my head, yeah. Here's more of Judge Holmes. Email coordinator Griffin. Tim, please let the council know. This is another email that was uh, followed up to McMiniman's email. So another email from another alderman responding to McMiniman and everybody else that was attached on the email. Email coordinator Griffin. Tim, please the, let the council know that one, Chef Higgins, president of MBA, told me the exact opposite. And two, MBA doesn't endorse candidates. Anything written by Chef Higgins is on his own personal endorsement. And continues. Ends with the request that the Mayor and Corporation Council is initiate an Inspector General inquiry regarding the endorsement letter attached. All right. All right. So uh, McMiniman sends an email, says there was a false statement. Here's a document to back up that this was a false statement, and it just so happened to be a political endorsement. Uh, and then somebody, uh, city official, follows up with a request that the city uh, essentially back an inspector general say, investigation. You can't, you can't do that. All right. Um, we'll get to the findings. Mm -hmm. All right. So Judge Holmes, the inspector general, looked into all of this. We'll get to the findings, his uh, his recommendations, and we'll also hear from uh, some aldermen back and forth on this uh, particular issue. And was it... Uh, 
uh, crossing the line politically, or was it an Open Meetings Act issue? Uh, so we'll get that resolved. Uh, and then we may hear about garbage. It sounds like another McMenna moment is what it sounds like. <laughs> we, we may hear about some garbage pickup issues. We may also hear about um, a plan to essentially uh, plug a gap for the Lincoln home if there was ever another federal government shutdown. Oh, well, all right. Uh, so a couple more things still to get to here with the council roundup today. So you're going to make me wait. Yep. All right. We'll pick it up after the news. It is news time at 730. Here's Greg Bishop from the WMAY News Center. Lincoln Capital Airport Studios. It's Ray Lytle. Let's get back to it. The Council Roundup. Give me a second. Got to find where I left off last. McMenna moment. Yeah. All right. So we heard... To go higher or corporation council to ask me to uh, initiate an investigation. All right, so yeah, members of the public. Judge Holmes essentially saying I got an email asking for an investigation. Right. Mm-hmm. All right, so what are the findings, Ray? Do you think uh, McMiniman uh, is going to be sanctioned in any way, or what do you think? I think McMiniman overstepped. You yeah. think he overstepped, so you think yeah, the judge I, I is going to say McMiniman's can, in the wrong. I, I don't think you can send emails to the council coordinator and telling him to send out endorsement to everybody. It just doesn't sound like— Well, to everybody being other aldermen and city officials. Yeah, I just— It didn't go out to, like, you know, voters. I know, but it's like still, it just seems yeah. inappropriate. It did go out to press as well. Uh, McMiniman exactly. sent it, it seems, out to the press. It Not, seems inappropriate. Well, the council coordinator didn't send it to the press. McMiniman sent it to the press. Okay, yeah. All right, so here's, uh, here's Judge Holmes. To the extent that the McMiniman email attached the MBA board uh, invitation— uh, that was a proper response to allegations levied against him, and he is entitled to the opportunity to prove the allegations against him uh, it, by his allegations were false. Where the email becomes problematic is the point at which Alderman McMiniman attached a political endorsement to an email circulated by the city coordinator. So he yeah. was right to correct the record. You, you can, yeah, you can, you can defend yourself, right. but you've got to stop short of sending out a personal endorsement. Yeah, and here's uh, there was some uh, speculation that uh, oh, the council coordinator Tim Griffin should have censored this email. He should yeah. have scrubbed the email, made sure that this didn't happen. Well, right before it, it that's not that's know. not his job. To the contrary. The city council coordinator is obliged to forward anything he is directed to distribute to the city council members. City council coordinator is a conduit, and neither the censor nor the conscious of emails that he is directed to distribute, and therefore has no fault in this matter. Yeah, I agree with that. It, it's it's his job. The alderman should know what's appropriate and what isn't. Yeah, yeah, and um, we'll we'll get to some recommendations here, uh, but. To the question of this violate any political ethics attaching that, uh, from my interpretation of what they Judge Holmes said last night, he said no better. He said no, it, it doesn't violate any uh, political ethics. Yeah, they, they, as well, all but one of the other recipients live outside of Ward Seven, so this was not an attempt to influence the vote for Alderman McMiniman. Makes sense. Yeah, it's just this is not classy. It. it <laughs> 
It was, you know. Classy, but it didn't cross any ethical lines because uh, it wasn't like the coordinator was sending out a message to all voters saying vote for McMiniman. Yeah. The message was internal to just Alderman it and seemed, city officials. It seemed petty and small and uh, well, but well, it doesn't know. Alderman not have the ability to correct the record? You, you, you could correct the record, but the endorsement had nothing to do with correcting the record. So what was the recommendation that Holmes had for McMiniman? I do find that the inclusion of the endorsement should have been given much greater thought by Alderman McMiniman mm. and deleted prior to forwarding his email so that the ensuing controversy could have been, uh, uh, would not have occurred. Avoided. This unfortunate incident is a product of current society's reliance upon instantaneous communication by email and other electronic media. Such communications are often regretted when made in the heat of passion. <laughs> Not by my man, man. Uh, The entire controversy moved from start to finish in less than six hours, sometimes separated emails by mere minutes. Hmm. Uh, and should be a reminder to all to leave time to reflect upon what yes. one has written or attached before hitting the send button. Based upon my investigation of this matter and by finding that the endorsement was not attached as political activity, this matter is closed. Do what my mother taught me. Just count a little bit. Three yep. think something and reread it before you send it. Yep. Stop acting like a child, Joe. Well, I don't know if it's and, Joe and, acting like a child or if the person, you know, making the complaint that ultimately was found to not be founded, uh, who's who's acting you know what, childish. Sometimes you have to be bigger than the person making the complaint. At the same time, there were questions about, uh, you know, whether or not this was an open meetings violation. Oh, boy. Alderman Tylen addresses that. In my case, I didn't see any of these emails until after 3 o'clock. Um, I would think from just what I've looked into, I think it's a gray area because technically an Open Meetings Act means everyone's involved at the same time. And they weren't involved at the same time. As Tylen says, he was, yeah, look at Chris. he was, he didn't see the email until in the afternoon, well, been hours lawyer. after it was yeah. sent. Somebody should have been a lawyer. Alderman, yeah. <laughs> Alderman Hanauer uh, getting into the mix here. And you he, go, Ralph. he uh, he's got some problems with it. Just I, I really believe that... <coughs> Putting an endorsement to on an email, especially that went out to the press, is political activity. Because it, remember, it went to the press as well. Before we got it. Yeah, Ralph's right. It, this is, it, it just seems petty. Here's uh, more from Alderman Hanauer. And I don't mean to, to disagree with you, but because the press got involved and because... Uh, this was attached, it was just another way for um, this to get out to the press and, and to blow it up even, to, to make it bigger than it probably would have gotten had it just gone out on social media or something like that. I'll tell you, as part of the press, we don't want it. <laughs> I'll take it. We don't want it. Keep it, to it. Your, keep it to yourself, Joe. Uh, I'll take it. Uh, Judge Holmes. Minimum defending. Uh, against what he felt were false accusations and against the context that it could not influence of, of the persons who received that email from the city council coordinator, none of you can vote for Mr. McMiniman save one non-aldermanic recipient. So it, it could not have been sent to cause you to vote for Mr. McMiniman. 
It is. I know that Ward 7 and Ward 6, they, you know, they're right next to each other. And MacArthur is right in the middle there, right? Isn't that what starts this whole thing? Because it was McManaman versus Job when he was there. Now it's Kristen DeCenzo. It seems to be him versus her. Is MacArthur is the issue because it's yeah. split? Yeah, I think so. Oh, my God. And the uh, business association there and, and so on. Um, Nick Miniman reacting to the criticism that he interacts with the press. Absolutely, I communicate with the press because my uh, credibility and character have been questioned at city council, and I communicated with members of the press that would have heard the exchange at the city council to clarify the record and let the record become known. So that's why he um, contacted the press in all of this uh, as well. We don't want to be involved, Joe. I'll take it. Um, <laughs> Alderwoman DeCenso uh, jumping in. What I really care about is the outcome of what happened here. The truth was told to the MacArthur Boulevard Association. They took a, a pro-position on something that you had convinced them to vote against, and we have what we, what the, the desired outcome. So. There you go. Alderman McMiniman. We're discussing this today, tonight, not because Joe McMiniman wished it to be discussed, but because three aldermen wished McMiniman to be investigated. That would be Alder Persons DeCenso, Alderman, Alderman De Turner, and Alderman Redpath. I don't know what the he other council members time, have to think about it. But I think since the discussion is taking place, I think it's important to state that what you think to be the facts, Alderman DeCenso, is good enough you can think whatever you want but the facts are that and as the inspector general just disclosed tonight i received an email in reminding me to attend the mba meeting and you're you're telling the whole public the press and other aldermen that i was never invited to the meeting so that's what i wish to clarify the record in public and i'm glad uh ironically to have had the opportunity not because i brought this matter to the council tonight but because three other aldermen did but you took it to the press before you ever brought it to us i brought it simultaneously to the press and to uh coordinator griffin that was a simultaneous email there you go. this part of the press doesn't want to be involved let's put that to bed now so there you go there's everybody got all their stuff out and got so. it off their chest and uh, I'm still looking forward to the uh, inspector general to uh, address whether or not it's a violation for a citizen days, to address the one committee. One of the inspector general is going to get there and say, listen, just stop. Yeah. Listen, stop. guys, stop being children. All right. Stop. Stop. Lord. Acting like you're in middle school. It's the mean <laughs> girls club. Stop it. That would be refreshing, actually. Uh, but I would imagine we're going to hear more of this type of, you know, uh, whisper campaigns yeah. in the background and inspector general investigations as we get closer to the April election. All right, moving on. Uh, let's talk about uh, if there's a federal government shutdown, what's the city going to possibly gonna do? do yeah, what are we going to do with that one site that's operated by the feds out of the dozens and dozens of sites that tourists yes. can go to? With Habitat for Humanity of St. No, that's not it. Oh. Blast it. Um, let's try this one. Hmm? For us, um, especially with our Scott Dahl. For us, um, especially with our group tours, and you know when we're guaranteeing that they have a site that they they build to visit, follow up. Yeah, well, they have some cancellations. And, right, and I understand that, but okay. So, so I oh, guess corporate counsel, if if we're paying for people to to the the staff, if someone gets hurt, are we liable for the, the federal um, facility for the um, you know for damages? Um, workers' compensation, 
um, are we are we insured if someone if a general public falls down on a sidewalk on, uh, at, at Lincoln's home that's part of the national you know I, look I'm just playing devil's advocate here so the ordinance would essentially um, have the city at the feds request if there was a federal government shutdown to cover the costs for the right. operations for a month no more than okay I think it's like fifty thousand dollars or something like all right. So, um, you know, Hanauer's asking, what, what's our liability? Yeah, what's the liability? It's actually a good question. It's a great question. Actually, we were approached by the Abraham Lincoln Presidential Library Museum and uh, Alan Lowe and then Tim Good from the Lincoln's Home area. And the only uh, federal operated sites, Lincoln's Home. So that's why they brought this forward. Corporation Council Zirkle responding to Hanauer's concerns. Uh, would, would still be managed by the site, by the individuals, uh, uh, federal uh, agencies and the city's involvement would be limited to money so we they would not become our employees uh, and this would not transfer the liability of the federal site to the city because it's owned by the owned and operated by the federal government It'd be more than just like it's, it's more like a charitable contribution that's really all it is it doesn't transfer liability or anything like that so if someone gets injured their lawyer is not yeah. going to sue the city right so that measure is advancing another one that's lawyer. advancing it's pretty cool for uh city residents you're going to be paying for it through your taxes but you'll be able to have a location to drop off a bunch of unwanted what's stuff. habitat for humanity of sangamon county for collection recycling and disposal of bulky items for an amount not to exceed $500,000 from April 1st, 2019 through March 31st, 2021 for the Office of Public Works. So Public Works Director Mark Mahoney kind of laid out what's going on there. But uh, it, this it's not a real big change. It's the same program we've had. Actually, we've had a relationship with Habitat for going on two years now. We're just renewing that agreement, and, and it's worked well. It, the good thing is that we're using Habitat. People become used to that. It's drop off. They're down at the old Goodwill on 6th Street. Um, the, uh, the thing that's changed is one of the things we added as a feature that we're going to try to experiment with is something the mayor came up with, I know some council members, to have a drop-off feature. So you can call the number and schedule a pickup. They'll tell you to set it out this day. Habitat comes, they pick it up, and they take care of it for you. What I've type, used it myself. What type of items are we speaking yeah, There's a whole list. I, I sent an email to you, and we're going to send a press release out once this passes. Can you but it's a variety of items. It's mattresses, couches, appliances, grills, lawnmowers. Awesome. Uh, Mostly things that contain bed bugs. Of, basically. Like, stuff you <laughs> <laughs> so they can call. All they have to do is call a number, and it doesn't even. I mean, they can call a number, and Habitat will come and pick it up. You can, or you, or you can go to the city website. Off. We have information on the city website as well that explains all that. Yeah. Uh, so uh, that's a, a great service that uh, city residents will be able to have. Uh, very cool stuff. Like I'll that. tell you, as somebody who's not a city resident, <laughs> I recently uh, got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. Yeah. And what we did was we got a dumpster and in you, the outside. And you burned it? We threw a bunch of stuff in the dumpster, and then we're like, you know what? Let's, set it, we put, on, let's set it on fire. How about we move the couch over away from the dumpster to signify that it's free for the taking? We'll even put a oh, sign out. Someone, it's free for the taking. Yeah. Ray, we got rid of a couch. We got rid of yeah. a grill. We got rid of a TV. Somebody, we got rid of a, of a love seat. We got, dude, they took so much of the stuff that we put out. There, you trust me, you want to throw stuff away, your neighbors usually want it. Yeah. yeah. And we live on a busy corner, so you, uh, it was I a need, full advertising display. I need, display. A, new, I need, a, new, I need a new recliner. Uh, my recliner broke that I said. Uh, and I'm waiting for somebody to put theirs out of the yeah. curb so I can just, steal it. Just drive around Absolutely. in circles and yeah. see whoever's got the pick, pick one up. The there you go. So that's your council roundup. Fun <laughs> times. Yeah, it's a real out of show. Back with Mike Wenmacher in a moment in the Sports War on One. For news, sports.